Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Rick Hyatt Talks Rubbish on Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Tom Bailey. Ricky Hyatt. Dave Pryor. And me, A.D. Hopper. So, after the car crash we had last week on Monday, let's hope this week is a little bit better. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell, the original and still the best. He's back. He's back after yeah. Zoom technical meltdowns. The voice that you can hear, Mr. Adrian Hopper. AD, good evening, sir. Uh, good evening, mate. And if you're listening, Mr. Zoom, you completely mucked us up. I was going to say a different word then, but you completely mucked us up yesterday. No, not yesterday, Monday. So I shall expect to check in the post for inconvenience, OK? Right, <laughs> over to you, Dave. Uh, so that's the admin over. Uh, Rick yeah. Hyatt also joins us uh, this evening. How are you doing, Rick? I'm I'm very well. Can we get Thorpey back? He's better at being Adrian than Adrian is. He's less trouble. Up yours. Well, with the Zoom issues that we had, for all we know, he's probably waiting in the lobby trying to get in. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> well, he's not showing he is, um, anyway. No. Well, also, uh, we're hopeful that will be joining us um, this evening is at Three Valleys radio commentator Tom Bailey. But as we've just been talking about the issues with Zoom, he's having issues with Windows updates at the moment. So uh, well, um, we've had what, a good week of it, all think, in all. What, what shirt Sorry? do you think you're wearing this week? Oh, yeah, very good point. Funny. Yeah, definitely a... Um, bin lower, dippers, a I reckon. Be in, bin, bin dippers, definitely. Oh, I don't know. I've not seen him in that shirt yet. Mm. No, no, I haven't. I, I, someone from the Turkish second division, probably. Yeah, yeah. Serie B, something like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. League three in France. Well, Indeed. we will wait and let you know, listener, exactly what happens when, if and when Tom Bailey does join us. So we'll kick off, as we always do, with Yeovil Town, because Rick will start with you, because it's a... FA Cup fixture in the calendar this weekend. They obviously had a you um, a really big scoreline in the last round, and you were that you were there for that one. So they're playing Didcot, and they're just one be- division below, I believe. Um, so would you still be expecting expecting more of the same, or at least a comfortable win into the first round proper of the FA Cup? You'd want a, a comfortable win, wouldn't you? Really, I think. Five, six, seven goals is a bit unrealistic, but uh, just a nice, comfortable, safe passage. And uh, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to actually for the full and informative breakdown of Big Cod that you're going to give us in a minute because you're on comms, aren't you? 
So you've obviously done your research. You know all about them. And you know as well as I do is that I always do them on a Thursday morning, Rick. Curses. (laughs) Dave, can I take you, uh, make a query, shall we say? You said the first round proper. Is it not Mm. still qualifying rounds or or have I got that wrong? So So it's the qualifying round on Saturday, but if they win that, then they're into the first round proper, Right. as far as I'm aware. I stand correct. Is that right? I might have got that wrong. Oh, no, I've got this horrible feeling now that Gav Cheaton's going to be shouting at this podcast. It doesn't sound quite right to me. I've got to say, it seems a bit bit early for a first round proper. Because you've only got three more weeks, haven't you, to get into the, the third round at that rate. What one thing's guaranteed, Dave, someone will let you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can always write on that, can't you, really? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, hopefully, Tom Bailey will turn up very, very soon, and then he will let us know exactly if I'm talking a load of old crap or not. So, yeah. uh... Oh, I could let you know that. You don't have to wait for Tom for that. <laughs> But whether or not it's the first round proper, Rick, or the next round, the next qualifying round. Let's call it the next round, shall we? Yeah. Um, We had Matty Worthington on the pod last week, and he was saying it's very much just a case of why not trying to get as far as we can. We went, obviously, as a National League club, we had Bournemouth when they're in the championship, and it it was a good day, a good game. We've obviously had bigger profile teams when we had those um, was it two and three seasons or something like that with Manchester United and obviously Liverpool in the early 2000s? Obviously, it's a lot of a it's a much longer um, ask for you able to do that this year because of where they find themselves at the moment. But hey, if you get a nice plum tie, which they seem to have at the moment with these, uh, home can, I, can I just interrupt you a minute, gentlemen? I have in Am front of me the dates: third round qualifying Saturday the 30th of September. Fourth round qualifying, Saturday the 14th of October. So this has to be the third round qualifying. Oh, yes, it is, isn't it? Because it, if the Oval win, it replaces the Bath game on that's scheduled on the Saturday. You're absolutely right, A.D. Hopper. Absolutely uh, right. Actually, it pains me to say that. <laughs> even, even a stop clock is right twice a day. yes exactly but after all that rick hyatt they'll be happy to get through to the next round of the cup (laughs) whichever round that is yeah do we know the um you're probably the wrong person to ask because you haven't done your research yet um, what's the situation with uh player suspensions and stuff have we got are they cross competition have we got a full squad out what's the story so according to the fa website that the um suspensions that were picked up by um, Worthington and uh, Jake Hyde will carry over to the Didcot game. There's been a little bit of confusion amongst fans because people have been saying that it shouldn't be cross-competition and it will only affect um, the league form. But according to the FA website, they are going to be unavailable for Didcot. However, Mark Cooper referenced that he did appeal the Matt Worthington red card. So as far as I've seen, I haven't seen anything on the contrary to say that that's been overturned. Have you seen anything to that no. effect? In no. a word? No. And then, but then isn't, isn't that actually not necessarily <clears throat> a bad thing? Because you would assume that even even without the players suspended, Yeovil would have enough to get past Didcot and it's their bands out the way then ready for the for the next league game. So it might not be such a bad thing if it is 
within seven days of the of the sending off, and they missed this one. Um, the latest yeah, on totally Tom agree. Bailey's computer, folks. It's just a black screen now. All I see <laughs> is my disappointment staring back at me. He should have been Much a like poet, been shouldn't he? He should have been a poet. My goodness, this is a depressing start to this podcast tonight. So I, I've it? sent him one back saying, keep going, patience. So. Yeah, keep going because Dave Pryor is completely ruining it with all the incorrect information. Yeah. As we look forward to the overwinning on Saturday and qualifying for the FA Cup semi-final. So, <laughs> where, so where is Didcot anyway? It's Oxford way somewhere, isn't it? Anybody know? Well, that's not good, is it? I thought you'd know that. Well, it's at home, Adrian, so why do we need to know where it's from, where they're from? That's a I know very good part, point, Rick. Why didn't I think of that? No, don't answer that. Well, yeah, I could answer that, <laughs> but then, yeah, I won't. All right, carry on, Dave. Uh, I can tell you that Didcot is indeed in Oxfordshire. Ah, good. So, uh, there you go. It's a very big it's, area uh... for, for steam trains, I remember. <laughs> oh, there you go. There, there you go. go. There you go. Not a lot of valuable, people know that. Valuable research, Dave. Get that in the commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will do. I'll be sure to mention that. But will Yeovil be steaming through to the next round? That's the question. Hey, well, don't be... Say, save it for the commentary. Don't use it all now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll be my big finale roundup. Don't you worry yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's Yeovil taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. So, uh, yes, be sure to tune in to Free Valleys Radio as always, because myself, um, a fully um, researched up Dave Pryor, will be alongside Paul Thorpe for that game. So make sure you join us uh, for that one. And we I have think, a full round I think we've got a, I've got a point. Go on. Well, just, just thinking about it, that, you know, we scored seven against uh, AFC Stoneham. I do hope we go into this fully focused and not thinking we've just got to turn up. That's all I'm saying. I don't think the boys will do that, but I'm just saying it's, it, you know, well, we've got seven last time. This lot's only a division higher. We should better get at least five. You know, oh, he's in. Tom Bailey, Tom Bailey. Admit. Oh, just before we move on from the Oval, thank goodness. Hmm. Thomas Bailey. Well, you can hear now, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, he's got a white T-shirt on. Entering, entering of the uh, Zoom meeting. Yeah. Tom Bailey, there he oh. is. Hello. We made Hello. it. We made it. And he's in a plain white tee. That's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very disappointing. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah. all we have time for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So join yeah. us next week. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. My shirt. Was there anticipation <laughs> of my shirt? Yeah, it was either um, a Turkish second division team or someone from Serie B. So you've let us down there. I can do something that's exciting. I can turn my camera off. No, we don't want you stripping Are you going to get changed, are you, during uh, the pod? No, we don't I'll want turn, you I'll turn, No, no, I'll turn the camera off. I'm not going to treat you all to that. Don't worry. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> um, Tom, we were just discussing, if you were happy to talk whilst changing, uh-huh. um, about the Yeovil... Didcot game on Saturday. I completely messed up and I thought that if Yeovil win they will qualify to the first round of the FA Cup but there is another qualifying round in there that AD has pointed out to me. So um, what are you expecting from the match on Saturday? Uh, I am expecting um, a somewhat comfortable Yeovil win judging from the fact that um, 
they are going into it on a poor run of form. Um, they obviously lost at the weekend to Dorchester, and I believe they lost yesterday to Mether at home. So they are. That's the research into... we've been looking for, Tom Bailey. Thank you for helping us out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going into it on a bad run of form. That game was also uh, a home game as well, so they lost at home. Um, the fact that they will have less rest, less rest than us, uh, and bad form while we're coming in on a run of four wins. Um, to me, says it should be. I, I honestly would be quite comfortable saying it could be like a three nil. Um, I'm sure Mark will take it seriously as well in um, giving uh, maybe a couple of players a rest. Maybe seeing the likes of Will Dawes. Um, obviously, uh, Jake Hyde won't be playing, um, and I don't. I, I can't imagine Worthington. Uh, his appeal will have come through on time. So we might see the likes of ours as well. Um, Sonny Blue Leverton, maybe even Jordan Maguire starting. So I think, yeah, I would be quite comfortable in saying a, a comfortable win for, for Yeovil. And then uh, my plans for Bath away will be changed. So, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how you preview Yeovil Didcot, boys. That's how you do it. Thanks for saving us there, Tom Bailey. No problem. I arrived <laughs> at the perfect time. Tom, you did arrive at the perfect time. Reference the uh, appeal. Now, this is only based on working at Yale for, for 15 years. Generally speaking, if people put in for a, um, an appeal such as this, um, because of the nature of the beast, I, you know, it's usually done because they want to get a player back very quickly. Uh, more often than not, I can't remember very many where we didn't get the appeal result back well within time for the Saturday. Well, fingers crossed um, they get where they back then, because I'm sure he'd be itching to play in that as well. Um, mm. but yeah, we'll, we'll wait I and mean, see. I'm, I mean, I'm just going by what, what happened when I was working there. So, uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, it might be wrong, but uh, very, very few were not sorted out before the game on the Saturday, because it was obviously, you know, clubs would be saying, well, you know, what the hell are you doing? It only takes a half an hour to check out a, a, a foul or whatever. So, you know, why should it take you all this time to give us a decision? So we'll see. Anyway, we'll see. I'll pipe down now. <laughs> well, um, we will go on to the Premier League fixtures because, as always, there's a full fixture list uh, this weekend. And it starts on Saturday because there's no Friday night football uh, on the agenda this week. And it's a, well, it's a, it's a fight for those European places between Aston Villa and Brighton and Hove Albion. So, Aid, we'll stick to you first. Um, Aston Villa and Brighton, two teams both tipped to do quite well this season. Villa have had a little bit of an indifferent start, whereas Brighton only one defeat so far, other than the, the game, obviously, they had in, in Europe last Thursday. Uh, that feels like that that could be quite an action-packed match. Would, would that be fair to say? Could be, yeah. I mean, both teams won their last game, I think I'm correct in saying. Uh, so that's a start. Um, I must admit, I was very surprised to see Brighton were behind against, against. Uh, help me out here, who were they playing over the weekend? Bournemouth. Bournemouth, yeah. Um, but they came back well enough, obviously, in the end. Uh, but that did surprise me. So it does at least show that Brighton could be vulnerable at times, but Equally, they've got a, a pretty strong team to be able to come back and, you know, turn the thing around. Uh, as for Aston Villa, of course, the moment I take Watkins out of my fantasy side, he scores, which is typical. 
Um, <laughs> I wondered so, about that. I said yeah. to Rick on the Monday pod, I was like, I wonder if Mr. Alpha managed to actually get him out of his fantasy well, team I, or not. <laughs> I think I have anyway. I, you never know with me on that fantasy team. But but um, I think on the balance of play, is Aston Villa at home, are they? Yes, they are. Yeah, 12 yeah, kickoff. I think, I think on the balance of play, uh, home advantage to them, but Brighton are a, a slick little outfit. I think that Brighton were going to get a draw. Okay, Rick Hyatt, thoughts? Um, I I I also think that the um, slick little outfit, as they <laughs> should now be known, they they should have too much for Villa um, because they are the hipsters' choice. They are everybody's favorite, second favorite team at the moment, Brighton. So as long as uh, Ferguson plays and gets bangs in a hat trick. I'll be quite happy with uh, a Brighton win in that one. And talking of slick little outfit, Tom Bailey has changed. <laughs> and uh, are you going to tell us what uh, what shirt Ooh, number it's a that Kappa. is? There? It's a Kappa. It's Kappa. It's wonderful. It's uh, Venezia. Is that Venezia? From... Yes. Of course it is. You knew that all Nerds along. Nerds <laughs> To be fair, I think it says Venezia just across the front. <laughs> yeah, I just read it. <laughs> Wonderful kit, love it. Could could one ask a, a somewhat obvious question? But have, have you raided? Have you raided fanatics <laughs> to get all these shirts or what? I mean, where do you get them all from? I got it. This one I got because I just saw and loved it. Um, I generally get mine from mystery football shirts. So I don't even know what's going to like arrive. I just tell them to not buy like United, but oh, yeah, general okay. undisclosed mystery football shirt sites. There are tons of them, so I have no. I was going to say other sites are available. <laughs> so have you had anybody come up to you and say, "Oh, do you support Venezia? They're nice as well. His players, <laughs> such and such a player, is brilliant." There have been kit nerds that have said that I was that they uh, love the shirt, but. Um, no, no other Venezia fans as of yet. Uh, we're working on it. Don't you worry. <laughs> we'll have a camera on hand to embarrass you at the time as well. <laughs> <laughs> as for the twelve thirty kickoff, though, Tom Villa Brighton, how are you seeing that one? Um, I think it is going to be a draw, and I think there's obviously going to be goals involved as well. Um, I could, I think I could see it being a two-two. Um, I was going to say, you're going to say 2-2, aren't you? He's got 2-2 two, two written all over this one. <laughs> it's just, I I think Villa will take the lead. I think Brighton could then get a couple of goals quickly. Um, and then a late equaliser from, I don't know, John Duran or something. Someone who comes off the bench. But um, yeah, it's got all the hallmarks of being a tasty fixture. And uh, I am very much looking forward to watching that. So that'll be the one of the few games I'll have actually done my research on. <laughs> Looking into the uh, three o'clock then. Um, well, hang on a minute. What about you? you? Oh. oh, oh no, 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 no. The host doesn't get involved with uh, with the predictions. Oh, I don't want egg on my face. What a jibber! But what a jibber! If you do what, if, if you do really want to press me for it, it's got two two written all over it. Oh, Desmond. oh. oh dear! Oh, dear <laughs> Absolute dear. Desmond. Yeah, if you want me to predict, then I'll just stay on this fence here, and that will be... A lot of draws nice. this week, then, Dave. <laughs> yeah, there is. Though, even though I ripped out of you boys for your Sheffield United-Newcastle prediction, I did open up my Super 6 predictor and have a look to see what I put, and I put one apiece. <laughs> so 
that you were worse. So what do I know? What do I know? Um, Rick, Bournemouth-Arsenal, three o'clock. Um, Tom referenced it last week that Bournemouth, as neat and tidy as they've been, they need to really start getting some points on the board and maybe Arsenal at home is not really the home game that they would want to try and achieve that. Do you have any hope for the Seasiders at all there? A, a game that's... Uh, Again, that head over heart, Rick Hyatt. Okay, all right, I've got to be sensible <laughs> about this. 15 nil to Bournemouth. Um, <laughs> if it's anything like the, the last time they met, except with a slightly different result, it'll be a cracking match, game of football, because that was the one where Arsenal came back and, and won it in... In the last minute, and I think they won the world, the um, yeah, the Champions League for that one. They got a lovely trophy for that. They're fantastically well done, Arsenal. Uh, not over celebrating at all. Uh, you, you, I can't see past the Arsenal win as much as it's a depressing uh, state of affairs. But, uh, yeah, have, they should have too much for Bournemouth because, as we said before, you know, Bournemouth have got to start getting results, but and they play neat and tidy football, but. I don't think that this is the right team to be uh, to be where they're going to get that result. The, the best hope is obviously if Arsenal win, not Arsenal win. If Arsenal score and then they're still celebrating for twenty minutes, is a good opportunity. As Spurs fan last weekend, that's a good time to go up the other end and equalise because they do they do like a celebration. The Arsenal. Aidy Hopper, do you concur? Um, now, actually, I think Bournemouth are going to stuff Arsenal out of sight. About 5 0. Where's this coming from? Bearing in mind, I literally just said to Rick Hyatt, head over heart. <laughs> this is the level of pendulum okay. you can expect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No further comment, AD? No, no not, not really. I, you know. I must admit, the more I watch Arteta on the TV, the more he gets up my nose. But um, that's another point, really. But that's just I think we would all get behind that comment. <laughs> yeah, that's just the one The one thing that is currently unifying the football world is that everybody thinks that Arteta is a tit. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Tom Bailey, do, Tom Bailey, do you think... 5-0. Get in there. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. There you um, go. <laughs> Can't argue Full with house. Everton Luton. No, go on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know how to call this one because Arsenal could very easily walk away two three 0 winners, or Bournemouth being at oh, home. Don't do that, Tom. I don't know. I honestly, everyone's just had a go at me for sitting on the fence, and you're going to say, "Well, Bournemouth could win," but then, think... again, then again, Arsenal could win, but then again, it could be a draw. <laughs> Which, which on. one, Tom Bailey? <laughs> um, I don't see it being a draw. I will go bold and say the Bournemouth will get a 3-2 win. Oh, wow. That's bold. Okay, that is bold. Oh, it's come back to this at a 4-0 He's Arsenal. gone all poor thought there. Totally bold. Nice one, Tom. <laughs> oh, hey, not totally bold. <laughs> Sorry, Thorpey. Um, well, hopefully that does end up being the result because it would be nice to see goals 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 going in um i actually think it will be a boring routine 2-0 arsenal win i think unfortunately but we will see we will see um i'll be interested to see 
if you all go for a full house on this one because next on the agenda is Everton Luton. So Tom will stick with you this time around. Um, Everton obviously got off, or well, didn't get off the mark, but they got off the mark in terms of their first win uh, against Brentford and a win that nobody really saw coming, to be fair. Um, but at home to Luton, Everton have got to be targeting that, haven't they? But then I guess on the flip side, Luton would be saying, well, if we're going to win an away game anywhere, maybe Goodison Park is the is the one to do it. So you can kind of see the argument for both there. Not going to be St. James' Park, guys. is it? <laughs> do we, do we Sorry, have to talk about this one? I just, I, do, I don't like this fixture. It's uh, rubbish. Um, 1 0 Luton. I'm not inspired by either of them. Uh, I think while I've not watched a performance, I can only assume that Everton fluked a performance <coughs> over a, a poor Brentford um, that just weren't on it. And Luton can't even win a game at home with 10 men for 60 minutes. Uh, with a penalty that should have been a penalty. So, 1-0 uh, Everton and like Dan Juma will get a goal or something. That just does, it's, that's last on the running order by miles. To be fair, you did call it last week with Palace and Fulham to be last on the running order. So, uh, you know, you've got a good prediction already in the bank there. So, I'm not going to argue with you necessarily on that one. Um Aidy Hopper, are you expecting this one to be towards last in the running order on match of the day? <clears throat> Everton Luton. No, I think that's that's pretty much certainty, yeah. But um you've got you've got two teams that are basically struggling. And Luton getting beaten by Exeter, albeit mm. it was a mistake because you know, you could tell the bloke thought he he was in a position to clear it and this other Exeter player just appeared from behind him and put it in the net. But that being the case, um, I can't really see Luton beating Everton. I know Everton are not great, but I just can't see Luton beating them. So I'd have to go for Everton on that one, I'm afraid. Eddie, you'll be pleased to hear my little fact for you. Um, the guy that scored the goal last night for Exeter is actually ex-Manchester United, Dimitri Mitchell. Ah, was he? Yeah. Well, good, for, good for him. Shows class coming through, doesn't it? He's ex-United and Exeter. That's quite mm. nice. <laughs> Rick Hyatt, Everton, Luton. Um, I think it's not much else to say, is there? Really? Is it just, you're just just deciding by noises from now on? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just uh... um, it's a bit of a heavy sigh. Uh, I think Everton will do it two 0 because uh, they looked effective against Brentford. Luton are clueless at the minute, unless there's a massive reaction to the game against Exeter. So, I, I, yeah, I think Everton will, will do it by a couple of goals. Uh, I'm inclined to agree. I wouldn't even be surprised if they end up getting at least three in this one. Um, I know we've spoken a lot about the fact that Everton are a little bit impotent, for want of a better word. But as much as I really want Luton to at least make a fist of it. I just, you look at the players, the squad, the way that it's going at the moment, and I appreciate it's early days, but you just, even going to Everton, you just can't, you can't hang your hat on it, can you? And if Everton get one, I would expect them to probably get two or three. Well, while but we will subject, see. While we're on the subject of, of um, uh, predictions, I've just, as I 
getting bored with listening to the record all the time. I've um, I've just done myself a uh, seven-time accumulator for a fiver, which is odds of 1,917.35 to <laughs> one, which is not bad, really. Uh, so we've got... This is, this is the bloke who gets things wrong. He chooses the wrong one in a two-horse race. Yeah, yeah. Bor Bournemouth, <laughs> Bournemouth against Stoke. Uh, I've gone for Bournemouth there. Brentford to beat Arsenal. Chelsea to lose to Brighton. Uh, Fulham to lose to Norwich. West Ham to beat Lincoln. Leicester to beat Liverpool. And Newcastle to beat Man City. <laughs> and I promise I'll take you out to dinner if that lot come in. <laughs> well, it's about, it's five, a, uh, it'd be about five grand, I think. So uh, Yeah, it's mm. a Carabao Cup special, is it? Tonight yeah, for you? yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is. I'm, like, just, I'm inspired to do the same now. What, the exact same result? Not exactly the same. The thing about it is, if you can build up the odds to such a degree, I mean, all right, I know the chances of it coming up are pretty remote, but if you do, five grand, thank you very much. I'll settle for that. Just play this back and go for the opposite results to what Adrian's predicted, Tom, and you're in with a shout. Especially as by the time this goes out as well, the listeners will know how wrong those predictions would have been. So that will also be quite interesting. Well, it livens the programme up, doesn't it? Abe, we'll stick with you because obviously yesterday United did get that comfortable 3-0 over Palace in the Cup. Are you expecting the same again in the league on Saturday? Well, well, first of all, I sat there and watched it in the first half. I know United scored two goals in the first half, but there were times when I sat there and thought, God, this is boring. And, and Crystal Palace were pretty you know it's national car park today wasn't it i mean they, they were just parking the bus for the first what, 20 minutes i suppose it must have been but um they did approve a little bit but not a lot in the second half so bearing in mind that we are supposedly bringing our better players back into the game although i'm inclined to say to eric stick with what you got for the minute so um i think united will beat them yeah definitely again what do you think what do you think rick I loathe, as I am, to concede that Adrian may well get a prediction right. Uh, yeah, United, United should have enough. It'll be a tougher game than it was was last night, but uh, I think United will have enough uh, in this one too. What did you make of um, just whilst we're on it? What did you make of Amrabat playing left back? That seemed to be quite a surprise to me. Well, yeah, but he was only if left. Watch, if you watched the game, that was actually the one position where he didn't play. <laughs> yeah, that, so yeah, so he, he, he was had all over kind the of place. like that. If you like that Trent role, or the the Carl Walker was it Carl Walker? No, the John Stones role. Is that right? Is that there, kind there, of there was a lot of that. He, doing it? he was he was closing down things on the right hand side of midfield at some at some point. So he was all over the place. But I think uh, Reguilon will be back and uh, healthy again. But he's another one that um, he puts a shift in. That was the, the difference with United last night from previous games I've seen them play in this season. It's just the effort. You, the players seem to want to want to put a shift in. Hannibal run all day. Amrabat run all day. So if you build a team around that, you've got a, you've got a good start. If, at least if they're putting, them, putting the effort in, then uh, you, know, you can forgive an awful lot of things. But I think they'll do, they, they should do enough. Enough to win that. Tom Bailey, full house. Yeah, carbon copy of um, of Tuesday. Yeah, two nil, three nil, United comfortably. I think Rash could, well, Rash for being rested could um, cause some issues. Yeah, 
not really much more to say, to be honest. Just a comfortable United win. Yeah, obviously Palace did rotate some players themselves, didn't they? But even so, you would think that if United can use that as the catalyst to kind of kick on and knowing as well that they've already played the same uh, opposition a few days earlier and for all intents and purposes battered them, then uh, I, I would expect to see the same at least two or three. Just very quickly, eh, before we move on, how delighted were you to see Antonio Martial smash one into the top corner? Oh, you must have been delighted. absolutely <laughs> delighted, yeah. I thought it was a really good finish as well, to be fair. It was. He didn't do much else, did he? <laughs> there it is. Well, he didn't, did he? <laughs> you really yeah, did. That's fair enough. Fair enough. So we'll see how that one uh, goes over the weekend. There's quite a lot of three o'clocks, considering there wasn't very many at all last weekend. But, Rick, you referenced St. James's Park earlier on, so I'm going to throw this one to you. Newcastle Burnley. Go on, sir. I, I meant the real... St. James's Park, not <laughs> yeah, the, down at Exeter, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Um, it doesn't look good for Burnley, does it? Really, on the on the back of uh, what happened to Sheffield United last week. Uh, yeah, it's loath as you are to sort of predict massive things on prediction things. Like, it's going to be about four 0 to Newcastle. I would have thought going on the evidence, of, unless they get a complete spanking. Uh, tonight in the in the Carabao, but even then that might provoke a reaction. So yeah, it's probably just going to be a run of the mill, depressing Newcastle four nil win. Tom, we were speaking last week the fact that we just don't really know what Burnley are, even at this early stage. And I'm probably inclined to agree with Rick, to be honest, that with the start they've had so far, it's very unlikely that they'll probably go to St. James's Park or Saudi Arabia's St. James's Park um, and turn them over to get their first win of the season. I don't see them getting their first win of the season. I see them giving it a good go, though. Um, I don't think it'll be a complete demolition. It could be like a 3-1 Newcastle. Uh, I know that Newcastle, obviously, well, they didn't even look great against Sheffield United. It was more that Sheffield United was so bad that... (laughs) Even I could have scored against them. Um, so, yeah, I think Burnley, while they've not had the results and they've conceded a lot of goals, they've played a lot of difficult sides and they've tried to play the way that they know how to play, um, which we've got to give them respect for. And I think they'll continue to do the same. Um, Kolyosho looks dangerous. Um, Zorori as well. Um, I don't know if Foster's back or not, but I do see them getting a goal at least. But I think it's Newcastle will still have enough. Three one. AD home wins all round. Uh, yeah, I would have thought so. Really, I mean, they have, you know, come on strong in certainly two games that this season. Now, was it six? The other one was it? Was it six against Villa or five? Can't remember now. Five or six. Uh, five against Villa. Yeah, and then eight against you know. So they've obviously got goals in them. Um, I'm somewhat surprised Callum Wilson hasn't got more goals in, in the overall standing of things. I thought he might have been the the you know leading scorer, but um, having said all that, yeah, you can't really see them losing, can you? Hi, 
Hi there, Three Valleys Radio listeners. Believe it or not, it's over four years since we started the station, and I'd like to pass on a huge thank you to all for your continued support. We couldn't do it without you, but like everybody, increased costs are beginning to take their toll, despite the fact the station is run totally by volunteers. So, if you enjoy our station, we are hoping you may feel you can make a small donation to our Just Giving page to help with running costs. Just check out our website, www.3valleysradio.com, for the Just Giving link. Three Valleys Radio, for the best in music and sport in the Southwest. What kind of reaction are we going to get from Sheffield United, Tom Bailey? Because they go to the London Stadium at three o'clock on Saturday and probably still fear for them again, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, it certainly won't be an 8-0, um, but I could definitely see it being <laughs> maybe, maybe like a 2-0. Uh, West Ham, they were pretty decent against Liverpool and that was away from home. Uh, they've already beaten Chelsea at home. Uh, which, while they're not playing very well, it's still an achievement. Um, I yeah, I think West Ham could quite comfortably um, get through that. Sheffield United will still feel quite um, frail from a from the Sunday fixture. Um, so yeah, I don't see anything more than a, like a two 0 West Ham. Just or maybe a Ward Prowse free kick just to chuck something in there. Yeah, Rick, it wasn't that long ago, really, that we were saying that Sheffield United have kind of surprised us a little bit, that we thought that they were going to be worse than the offerings that they've put in so far. But do you think that result last weekend or just... It's obviously going to go one of two two ways, but I can only really see it deflating them, to be honest. Do you see it that way? Yeah, I I don't think they've got it. Nothing that I've seen from them so far this season would suggest that there's going to be a massive reaction to uh, the pasting they got last week. So, yeah, but I agree with Tom. I think it's going to be if, efficient, efficient West Ham with David, if Luton, David Moyes. Yeah, David Moyes, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. <laughs> um, if, if Sheffield United were to play Luton at the moment, who, who's, who's winning that for you? Just out of interest. Football would be the loser. <laughs> that would be last on the match of the day running order. In fact, it would probably be on Wednesday in its own slot. They wouldn't dare show it on the Saturday. Oh, yeah, it would be on Amazon oh, be Prime, wouldn't it, I expect. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... Any, uh, yeah, there'd be about three people in the ground and, yeah, that would be... all. Don't, don't talk about things like that, David, that we don't have to. That nightmare <laughs> fixture is going to happen soon enough. So, uh, concentrate on, on, on the hammers. And I'd, so, yeah. so, home win for you, then, at the London Stadium? Yeah. I think it's a pretty uncomfortable and a comfortable win without it being spectacular. I think West Ham will just, yeah, they've got too much. We've got too much for Sheffield United. Yeah. Full house, Eddie Hopper? Well, yes, but um, I don't generally make a habit of watching Sheffield United, but I did happen to watch the Sheffield United-Man City game. And if you 
cast your mind back to that. I mean, they held out for 80, 85 mm. minutes, was it? Um, scored a goal, in the end capitulated. But to go from that to 8-0 at home is kind of quite amazing, really, when you look at it. So, yes, I think it will be a home win still. But uh, if they could put on some sort of a performance such as they did against City, they might just have a slight squeak for a draw. But I really can't see it. But, um, you know, possible but unlikely. Yeah, I think it will be a routine West Ham win, 2-0 or something like that. And like you said, James Ward-Prowse will probably be involved somewhere. Jared Bowen as well. Pakatar starting to look a real player as well. I think that they're just starting to purr a little bit now, aren't they, West Ham? Regardless of their result at the weekend. Which, of course, was a damaging defeat at Anfield. How rude! How rude! AD Hopper will stick with you because... I want to, I'm interested to know if your heart's going to rule your head here because Manchester City go to oh, Wolves. I've got, I've got a question for Adrian. Oh, go, on, go on, Rick. Adrian. Go on then. What? Manchester City playing against Wolves. Rodri is suspended for this one. Does this mean a start in the Premier League for Kevin Phillips? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely coming out of retirement. Absolutely stone, <laughs> stonely nailed on that one is. Um, now, what was your question, Dave? Before we were rudely interrupted. Well, just, is your heart going to rule your head? Do you see Wolves getting anything here, or is it going to be routine for C? Well, what can you say? Unfortunately, Rodri will be a miss. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but not that much of a miss. Come on. Oh no, they'll just choose another one of their sixty-five million pound centre mid. I'm trying, Tom Bailey, all right? I'm trying. Um, I hate them. <laughs> where is it? At the Etihad? No, Molyneux. Well, Molyneux, well, if, if that makes any difference. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's a city win, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, Rick Hyatt? I just love the fact that a Manchester City win with the finest footballing team that the world has ever seen, that we keep getting told, and that them potentially winning another fixture is just met with such apathy from everyone. It's like, huh, yeah, City will win. Who cares? They've ripped, they've ripped the, the guts out what of I do, What I do find quite funny is that, in all seriousness, Kevin Phillips is probably more likely to get a game than Calvin Phillips anytime soon in that match. Yeah, I was midfield. thinking that. I was saying that. Bring him out of retirement. He's got more chance than Calvin, hasn't he? Uh, why he's persisting with... But one, one point about that, which is which occurred to me today, is everybody's praising, you know, and rightly so, City's recruitment, City's tactics, City's whatever it is, and 115 other possible I was reasons. waiting for you to get that in. You're a bit slow, but <laughs> yeah. you got there in the I end. Could, <laughs> I was teasing you why you could possibly praise them. But... Um, Somebody recommended Calvin Phillips as a buy for Pep. And he's been there and he clearly doesn't fancy him as a player. So it's they've sort of um, dropped one on that particular signing. because well, if, he doesn't, these... if he doesn't play now with the Rodri situation, he's not going to play at all, is he? No, exactly. He's going to play, he's going to play in, the, in the Carabao tonight, but the, which is, they should have enough in, in that one anyway. But I mean, the real stuff is the... Uh, is the Premier League. And if Pep doesn't trust him to play in the Premier League, 
when he hasn't got Rodri available, then I can't see, you know, sure. And considering of Kovacic play. is out injured as well, if he still doesn't get a game, then... Yeah. The, yeah you'd you sort of think to... that he'd read the room and uh, potentially uh, move on to someone who, who values him. Because he's a regular in the England squad. So Gareth is a good player. Him. Yeah, but so is Harry, ha- so Harry Maguire, a regular in the English squad. Well, well, yeah, that's another, just another. Who incidentally, who incidentally had a very good game against Palace on. Um, yeah, he did Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah, you got a did, very yeah, nasty yeah, little yeah, twitch did, yeah. in your fingers there, Rick. You want to get something done about that? Yeah. <laughs> Happens when you talk nonsense. I, yeah. I, th- I thought Barry, I thought Barry Maguire was uh, was very good against Crystal Palace but getting back to City it is, it's, it's just routine isn't it it's just like who, uh, City will win who cares Nunes will play against his former team you'd imagine then you'd think so wouldn't you seems that he is the best player in the world according to Pep <laughs> he came out and corrected that he's yeah, very excited <laughs> but, but then again there are rumours Pep did put out the rumour that he might possibly play himself tonight in the in the Carabao Cup now that I would like to see yeah, but because Pep's got to be sorted out the transport situation. Oh, cool. oh, oh! They've got to get a bus home. Yeah, they? yeah. Hundred and fifty odd oh, miles. Poor dears. I hadn't seen that. Oh, yeah. he's he's doing he's throwing his toys out the pram because uh, there's no trains apparently, and surprisingly, there's no aeroplanes available. So what happened to? Um, um, Emirates Air or whatever they are, uh, I don't know. But uh, so they've got to go on a bus. And he's okay. not happy. He thinks it could seriously jeopardise his side's chances. Oh, Wolves win then. Yeah. Like you're still recovering from an arduous <laughs> bus journey. I was Seven just suddenly thinking, even though we were talking about where Didcot was earlier and really struggling, but is Wolves, is Wolverhampton that far away from Manchester for it to no, be a problem? No, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> 45, 50 miles, I expect, isn't it? On, down the motorway, that's hardly anything at all, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Yeovil to Bristol, that kind of yeah, ish, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get away from the traffic and travel. So, uh, Tom Bailey, how do you see the result going? Uh, Dare I ask? Four nil City. Um, I just want to touch. Like, there's nothing really else to say about the game because it's obviously a City win. Um, Could Calvin Phillips be the next Jack uh, Jack Robwell? Easy for you to say. Of promising player. Bought by City, thinking, yeah, he could be something criminally underused, mm. and then rots. Potentially, because he's a good player. You it's see, just that... in Jack Duckworth. Who? Jack Duckworth. What a niche ref. What a niche reference. <laughs> <laughs> one, one for the kids, Jack, 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 Jack Duckworth, as in Jack from Coronation Street with the racing pigeons. Is that who you're referring yeah, to? Jack Duckworth. Married to Vera. <laughs> the Duckworth Lewis. <laughs> Rule, he's a very famous man, is Jack Duckworth. He's so famous, I have no idea who he is. Well, he's dead now, so he's not a lot of good to you anyway. Keep keep it light. Keep it light, boys. Keep it light. (laughs) More dead 80s soap stars available next week. I can't believe you haven't seen Coronation Street, though, Tom. Not at some stage. Not regular, but I would have thought you perhaps... I have seen, like, possibly three episodes in my life. Well, I'm sure Jack would have been in them. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he was, but I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) 
Mind you, we've got half of his pigeons in our bloody garden, actually, at the moment. OK, so that's the pigeon forecast uh, <laughs> over with. <laughs> and, Did Adrian uh, just turn yeah. into Chris Packham? No, no, he is a real boring... Does he have... talk about I've got to be careful, I've got, I've got to be careful what I say now. Yeah, yeah. I think, move, so on, move on, Dave, move on, on before Help. we get into trouble. <laughs> yeah. Right, obviously it's a full house for Manchester City, but this next one is going to be interesting, boys. And, Tom, I will start with you being a Liverpool supporter, but the 5.30 offering is Liverpool oh, going to Spurs. Oh, <laughs> Two teams that have started very, very well. Oh, is that good start going to continue for both with a draw or is that good start going to oh. end for someone on Saturday? Tom Bailey. Yes, that is one of the fixtures of the day. Moving on. Uh, I don't want to... Oh, I don't like this at all. Positive um, thinking, Tom Bailey. Positive thoughts. The thing is, though, is that I've said we're not going to win any of our games so far, and we've won all but one. So if I just keep going by that theory, then we'll win the league. Right? Didn't Mark Lawrenson use that when he was doing the football predictions for the BBC website? <laughs> Did it for like 10 years and never predicted Liverpool to get anything worse than a draw, ever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going the opposite. I'm saying we won't win. Um. <sighs> Spurs are very good, and Liverpool are also pretty good, but they two see... two Tom Bailey. No, 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 no. There's, I don't see it being a draw. Um, I don't want to say it, but I think it could be a uh, two one Spurs because we're just not there defensively. Whereas Spurs have got some form of capability. Um, Mickey Van der Ven looks. All the every part of the defender that I wanted us to buy before we inevitably spunked um, sixteen million pounds on Wataru Endo. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a two-one Spurs. As much as I hate to say it, Rick Hyatt, is it going to be as tight as that either way? Um, uh, Spurs are head and heart, head and heart, Rick Hyatt, head and heart. Oh, you're so horrible to me. I don't like either <laughs> team. But I do like the way that Spurs are playing at the moment. And yeah, I... Clip that up. Wow. I, I do. <laughs> it's only relevant for one... Two, no, two fixtures a season. When they play your shower and when they play the arse. Other than that, I'm quite happy for them to get battered every week. But long may this... Uh, well, for, for another week's fixtures anyway, may this run continue. And yeah, I, I think Tom's probably got it right. Uh, Spurs to... Uh, to emerge victorious 2-1 Goodness me, is this a full house Sadie Hopper, a 2-1 Tottenham win? Um, who's home? Buzz. Tottenham Tottenham Right, well yeah. I would just point you in the direction of a, a podcast very close to when Tottenham overcame Man United and I did say at the time which is going right back because I think that was only our second was that our second home or second game? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, the second game of the season. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. And I did say then I thought Tottenham were going to be a force. Uh, and I was proved right because they are, at the moment, a force. And I think that they will win. Uh, I think Jürgen's going to get really upset. And Auntie Ange, he's going to come up with the goods. So I think 3-1 to Tottenham. 3-1 to Tottenham. Mm -hmm. And what was that, Tom? Uh, 
Ange who? Ange Pablo 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 Pablo. <laughs> I didn't realise he was Greek. Yeah, <laughs> Pablo. Yeah, Popolopolis. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to have to obviously go uh, with a Liverpool two-one win. Blind so faith. We will see. Are you we'll drinking see. under the, the table there or what, Dave? Have you got a bottle there? You got. Well, I think it's quite apparent the fact that before you predicted that age, you asked who was home. So just on the flip side, if I said it was at Anfield, would you be changing that? Um, I'd change the score, but that's the only thing I'd change, and I'd knock it back. Ah, uh, right, okay, I'd knock fine. knock it back yeah. to 1-0. Sure. Yeah, right, okay, fine. Never be 1-0, right. because obviously the game doesn't start until Salah's got his penalty. True. And then you could move on from there. It's not at Anfield, Rick. No, so that's, that's so, so clearly in his farewell season, he uh, he won't score at, the, at Spurs ground. So, who uh, let yeah. this man in? <laughs> who let this man in? Here? He's like me. Say... He's waiting for the total collapse of Liverpool the moment that Salah walks out the door in January. And then in when Klopp becomes manager of, of Germany and it, and it all comes tumbling down. Not when we've got Xabi Alonso, mate, before he has his little six months at Real Madrid. We'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, because you, you, you'd only want to manage Real Madrid for six months before moving to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. Obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> so, for some old strange reason this weekend, we've got one game only on Sunday at two o'clock and then one on Monday night. There's no half past four. No well, idea. You've why got 10 minutes to discuss them, dear boy. That way. Well, let's do five minutes each then, because the two o'clock is Nottingham Forest, Brentford. Aid, do you want to kick us off then? No, that's Who a... are at home? Nottingham Forest. Are they going to win? <laughs> difficult game, this one. No, this is a really difficult one, because um, Forest are not bad at home, to be honest. Um, but Brentford are quite good away. But I think on the balance of probability, I'm going to go for a Forest win. Oh! Stop putting your fingers up at me. It's <laughs> highly offensive. The way that the way that you were talking, I I thought you were going to say two two written all over that. You're going to drop a Tom Bailey on him. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I think Forest are going to win, and I think they will win two one. Because they're they're pretty strong at home, uh, I think, and uh, I suspect Anthony Langer will get another goal just to prove Eric's wrong by getting rid of him. Tom Bailey? I never thought I'd say this, but I'm really looking forward to a fixture. Well, this fixture. Um, Forest are pretty good, aren't they? And Brentford's should be pretty good, but they're struggling to get wins. Generally um, speaking, Tom, I think Brentford's away form generally is a bit. Packy, Brentford are a really weird part. team. They, they will always yeah. be six out of ten, with the exception being last weekend. Um, so. Just very quickly, Tom, if this helps with your predictions at all. If, <laughs> Didn't if help me. Before... <laughs> yeah. Did they drop the Well, this is open to anyone, but have they dropped the ball a little bit in the recruitment department with their goalkeeper? I'm not convinced about him from what I've seen so far. I realise it's early, but Flecken, isn't it? I'm not. It doesn't strike me with. It doesn't give me full confidence, put it that way. He's. A weird one because sometimes he'll put in a nine out of ten, 
and he'll make some like incredible saves and then sometimes he flaps too. so yeah. yeah so i don't know he's it's, it's a, a weird one and raya has set the bar so high that it's going to be tricky to replace him regardless yeah that's um, fair. i think it will be a one-all draw because brentford of brentford um i think if it was anyone lower than brentford i would have been very much inclined to say forest yeah from a fantasy football point of view and burmo seems to have stopped for the last couple of weeks um are we expecting much from him this weekend rick hyatt yes but i don't know what the, the brentford thing do you think they've they've hit a peak and have sort of the adventure is over i know it's all a bit harsh to judge it on one performance against Evan, but they did look clues I th- in that game. I think as well they're hamstrung by injuries because Rico Henry, who's massively influential on the left-hand side, is mm. now gone ben for Mee the rest of the well. season. Yeah, Ben Mee's still out until the end of October. Um, Shannon Baptiste is, well, by no means the best player, but he's also out. Um, and I see Josh De Silva is out again. Yeah. yeah, he's also out. And obviously Tony's missing. They're, they're down a few of their main yeah. end, um which I think is why yeah Forrest could get a win sorry back to you Rick no I yeah uh, genuinely interesting Tom I didn't know didn't realize they had quite that many um many injuries see Rick you can't <laughs> it's very difficult for you to say something like that without it even sounding really sarcastic <laughs> it's genuinely sorry, interesting Tom Bailey <laughs> yeah that's yeah. probably genuinely. because it was bloody sarcastic that's why <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Sorry, Rick. I thought that was genuinely informative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. You look horrible to me. Right, um, you've had your five minutes. I think Forrest will win. I'm not sure by how many. But I do have a theory as to uh, why there's no four o'clock game. As Adrian, I'm surprised Adrian hasn't picked on, on this with him being such a strong advocate of the women's game. But the WSL kicks off on Sunday. And I think that they might be uh, not wanting okay. to take the attention. Oh, God, I'm tired. Sky Sports Football, Sky Sports Main Events, uh, Sky Sports Premier League showing Chelsea women versus Tottenham women. I can go. hardly right. wait. Ah. Right. Well, the only chance Chelsea have got to get in a result, isn't it, to, uh, is for their ladies team to get one. Well, Sanka. yeah, let's, let's, stick with, let's stick with you then, Rick, because then, as you've just touched on, we have to wait till Monday until Chelsea play Fulham in the, I'm going to call it London Derby, between Fulham and Chelsea. West, West, Fulham. West London Derby, West London, yeah. West London Derby, yeah. Um, do you fancy Silver's boys in that one? Only because they're playing Chelsea. He, he couldn't beat themselves. So, yes, it has potential to be yet another very amusing weekend in the Premier League because Chelsea will not get any points uh, and their battle against relegation for this, this season continues. You see, there was a, a stat that um, Leicester have scored more goals in, in the Premier League in 2023 than Chelsea. They've been relegated for the first part of this season. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do enjoy um, stats like that. Um, Aid, is Chelsea getting more and more difficult to predict each week? And what I mean by that is that is obviously... Well, this is the thing. Obviously, it feels like it's getting easier because they're losing every week. But there's always a part of you that goes, but it's Chelsea. This weekend, of course, it will turn around, won't it? Won't it? Well, I've got to say, 
if I can reach the light switch. Um, to say, what the hell has happened in there? Have you had a power cut? What was I going to say? Chelsea. Yeah. Um, law of averages, principle, etc., etc. Chelsea got to win sooner or later. So therefore, I'm going to go for Chelsea win. And there you go. Scrappy. Yeah, probably 1-0 or something, but uh, yeah. Unless Andre Pereira turns it on, which he could. On the basis of the fact that he's the only Fulham player you know the name of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thought so. That's fair enough. He's backed up his opinion. Tom Bailey, how do you see it? Weirdly, I could see it being a draw. Um, Fulham at, at one all. Uh, he's okay. waving his fingers about. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it could be a one all. Um, one all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> um, I think Chelsea could take the lead, and then Fulham will come out second half, sort of revitalised, and then they just kind of keep going. But Chelsea hold on. So, um, yeah, I think it could it could be a chance for Chelsea to start getting themselves back on track. Speaking of Chelsea as well, um, I'd be very interested to see what the FA do with uh, Rhys James being charged verbally abusing. I, I hope to see his £100,000 fine issued very shortly um, if there, of course, is justice and equality in uh, in this division. Um, yes, be very interested to see how that goes. But um, yeah, Doesn't he get one. 114 more goes at that? Nah, wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> now, Todd Bowley will just pay the fine himself, but he'll pay a million instead because he'll misread how many zeros it is. I was going to say it was 115,000, yeah. And he'll, he'll pay it over 15 years. So yeah. it'll cost him an awful lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 115,000 pound fine. He's paying 20 quid a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mortgage. Oh, dear. Well, that is the roundup, the preview show completed for this week so as i said to you on monday if you're listening to this pod make sure you listen to it when it comes out and listen to it for a second time after the results have come in because it's much funnier to listen to it in that sequence so uh tom bailey thank you very much for your contribution and we look forward to hearing how you get on next week thank you very much pleasure to be here Rick Hyatt, Mystic Meg, we uh, we look forward to seeing how your predictions go, and thank you very much as per, sir. You're very welcome. Very good day to you, sir. Oh, do we want to do FPL quickly? No, oh, he's getting in. Go on then, Tom, very quickly. 30 seconds. You got the floor. Well, Aidy Hoffer has had a fantastic week. I just want to, like, just shout about that, because he's done very well. Um, that bloody he's... time. He's done very that, well. Six, six is that because Watkins was still in his team? Yes. <laughs> Watkins, was still in his team. Mm-hmm. Watkins was still in his team. All he needs to do is take out Jackson and, and there could be some progress there. Um, Ian Welsh still leads the way. Uh, great balls of prior, 10 points behind him. Um, a bit of a pull-away gap there at the top. Uh, Rick and myself not too far behind each other. Uh, Gav catching up on us as well. Uh, and Sai's just got a lot of work to do at the bottom. <laughs> Of course, he was a week late, though. Yeah, yeah. Poor Sai. Poor Sai. Well, it's a good night from myself, Dave Pryor, and Amy Hopper. Sign us off, my friend. You have been listening to a load of rubbish from Rick Hyatt and football. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Bloody hell. Sugar and caffeine. I feel my body in two different places.